Hello and welcome to the Miss Rolling Podcast. As usual, my name is Jacob Staten and as usual, I'm joined by JJ Armstrong. JJ, how are you? Top of the world after what has been an incredible few days as a Nottingham Forest fan. How are you, Jacob? I am flying, mate. Flying. And in addition to flying, because we're Nottingham Forest fans and what what happened at the weekend... We've also we're all over nine hundred subscribers now, aren't we, JJ? We are. Thank you. We put out a call to arms in the last episode. You listened. We're over nine hundred. We're on the road to a thousand now. So if you still haven't subscribed, hit that subscribe button. And for the audio followers, head over to YouTube and click subscribe. But thank yes. you very much for listening, regardless. Thank you very much. So Chelsea away, Stamford Bridge, three o'clock Saturday. Um, it would look like a lovely day. You know, our fans are going down in thousands. The match starts. Um, obviously, oh, I just sorry, I just clocked your first note here. Is actually pre-match. Uh, Cooper lying again. Pre-match, he said Danilo and Mangala were out for a while, but they're both in the starting eleven. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you take anything Steve Cooper says about player fitness in in the um, in pre-match conferences with a with a pinch of salt nowadays. Yeah, although uh, it it sets a precedent when he does. It's a bit like the boy who cried wolf when he says, you know, someone's broken the leg, they're out for six months, and then it gets to the Saturday and they are actually out for six months because mm. uh, you think, well, they were going to start. Um, but I, lo- I just love his uh, little games that he plays. Very, I don't know why more managers don't do it. Makes it hard to predict who he's going to have in the uh, starting lineup because I remember that time when Joe Worrell broke his ribs and he was never going to play again, and then he was there on Saturday. So, you know, love it. I do love it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't blame him. I think I'd be exactly the same. I think I'd, you know, you know what journalists are like. There are some good ones, um, but, you know, mostly they're, they're irrelevant of what you tell them and how friendly you think they are. They're, they're, they're out to get a story about you, aren't you? I think I'd just lie to them point blank all the time, if I'm being honest. Fair. Well, he's very good at it. He's very good at it. Very good at it. So, um, we, you know, the, the game kicks off. It's very similar to the, much more similar to the um, Arsenal game where we kind of keep them at arm's length. Um, and I think I, we covered it off in the, about the Arsenal game before where I think both their goals were, you know, the first goal was complete luck, takes a deflection. The second goal was an absolute rocket. So we're, we're a bit unfortunate there, but we keep them at arm's length. We we, we counter-attack really well. We, we actually create the best chances of the first half. Um, there's the one where ty- the, the kind of the head back into the box from McKenna where ty- Taiwo holds off Thiago Silva, uh, almost kind of like a acrobatic bicycle type kick, uh, which was really unlucky not to go in. Um, there's a few more chances like that. Um, but yeah, I, you know, apart from the fact it was nil-nil, I think it was a fantastic first half, JJ. Yeah, brilliant first half. Um, I think we were resolute in our defending um it was it was very nice to see i think some of the criticisms that i've thrown towards this team so far this season has been the defense uh and has been the fact that they've sort of struggled to remain calm um mm. or that we've pressed at the wrong time or something like that but we felt very patient um we defended well we blocked well um no silly mistakes kept them at arm's length we let them have the ball and you know what, that's fine. If they're not going to do anything with it, not a problem. Um, and I think it was, a, it was a perfect first half performance. Well, maybe not perfect. Obviously, there's going to be some sloppy moments. Um, but like you say, we had the better of the chances of the first half. Two from Taiwo, 
you mentioned the sort of swipe at it that maybe if you had to be critical, maybe Warrell put him off. Um, or maybe yeah. you could just say yeah. he should have done better for that one. But that was a good chance. Um, and it was also Tyro again, where he turned his man uh, near the near the, near the post, um, and it unfortunately went wide. But that was also a very good chance. But shows what a threat he is. Um, I think they struggled to deal with him physically, which they did last season as well. Um, so he is a handful. I think our patient defending uh, resulted in them taking quite a lot of shots outside the box. Um, which you know, if you away at Stamford Bridge and you're seeing a frustrated Chelsea, you know you're doing something well. So definitely went into halftime happy. I thought it was a great performance and I tweeted something to this effect, but essentially saying that if we play our cards right here, you know, they are there for the taking on the counter. So at halftime, I, I did think that the chances were certainly in our favour. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you called it as well. I know obviously he got introduced much earlier than we wanted him to. He replaced Mangala, didn't he, Alanga? No, he replaced Dan Danilo, who went down. Oh, sorry, yeah, Danilo, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and you, you called it, you know, you said kind of 60 minutes, get Alanga on stretch him. I, I, I think it was the, well, clearly it was, but I, you know, when I saw Alanga coming on for, for Danilo, I thought it was a really nicely positive move by Cooper where he's gone, we have an opportunity here. And obviously, normally he's not going to take Paul Danilo off in the kind of 37th minute or whatever it was for Alanga because, you know, you just wouldn't do it. But yeah, that, that seizing that opportunity to to change the, the direction of the game so early was was lovely to see. And obviously, we come out in the second half and it's, you know, a wonderful piece of pressure by Ryan Yates and I think Morgan Gibbs-White on Moises Casado. Um, rolls it into Taiwo, a lovely pass through the legs of Thiago Silva and Anthony Alanga looking like prime Thierry Henry touching side foot finishing to the back of the net. It's a, you know, it, it was a it was a wonderful goal, really, really, really wonderful goal, and just just nice to see that we can play that kind of football, even even when playing kind of by and large defensively. Yes, I think it was Yates and Mangala, uh, but. Who knows? We'll have to watch it back. Um, either way, I don't think it was even particularly great pressing in the offset for them to get the opportunity to press. I think Caicedo, Caicedo was just a bit shit, um, yeah. but well capitalised by both of them. I think it was Yates who eventually got the touch to knock it to Taiwo. Um, <clears throat> I often get worried when I see Taiwo running with the ball because you never quite know if he's going to trip on it um, go the wrong way, do a shocker of a pass, or pull off something sublime. And in this instance, he did something wonderful, which I didn't even notice until watching Match of the Day replay, but he nutmegged Thiago Silva, one of the best defenders in the Premier League, uh, nutmegged him, which was beautiful. And the composure from Alanga, he didn't go for power. He slotted it in beautifully into the bottom corner. So... It's a brilliant goal. Um, we talk about the famous saying in football, have we scored too early, which I definitely yeah. felt last week against Man United when we scored two in four minutes. Um, and I think, again, this is something we need to try and get out of with the mindset of being a Forest fan. But scoring at that time against Chelsea, you sort of just think, right, now what? Um, but... Yeah. Thankfully, you know, we stuck with it. We remained calm. I've seen many a Forest team in this situation 
panic for some reason um, yeah. and sort of bottle it almost. But the defence were absolutely on it that day. Um, and Worrell and Bolly, we'll talk about Worrell and Yates later on, but Worrell and Bolly in the in the defence were brilliant. Some of the blocks they made were fantastic. Um, and you know what? I'm going to say McKenna as well. I gave him some criticism uh, for his start to the season, but I thought he had a great game as well. So we didn't panic, yeah. uh, which was fantastic for the nerves. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a really good point about McKenna. I mean, you know, the whole, the, the back three, which is what I think most people have had a, nightmares about it being the same one, were fantastic. But I think you know, Joe Worrell, you know, he's he's a well-documented personal issues. Um, so, you know, just a, an amazing performance given that. Willie Bolly showed the good side of the coin that he is. He is that good. You know, he, he, we do get glimpses of that. But Scott McKenna, he handled, uh, in particular for me, uh, Raheem Sterling. When he, could, he kind of came inside uh, Olaina. He did what? <laughs> he cut inside. He cut inside Olaina. And... Um, Scott McKenna was left 1v1 with with Sterling quite often, particularly in the first half. And he, he just handled it really well when you consider how good Sterling is and how fast he is. Yeah. It was um it was really nice to see that kind of performance um yeah. out of him. I'd just I, like I think- to add to that, sorry, uh, while you mentioned Sterling is <clears throat> Ola Aina, I thought, had a great game. He actually put on his social media that it wasn't his best game. Which I don't understand. I thought I he was brilliant. I didn't get that, no. Uh, I thought he was brilliant. And so far this season, he's had to deal with um, Bukayo Saka, which is a difficult task for any defender, and Raheem Sterling. We all know his quality. Um, so I thought he's he has been brilliant so far this season. He looks like a really good signing. Um, obviously, Tavares is coming in, potential um, competition for his place there, yep. even though Aina is naturally a right back. But I thought he was brilliant and I thought the combination of him and McKenna did a great job with Sterling. Sterling yeah. is a very good player. He still, you know, got about and got behind now and then and did create the odd slight great chance. Last Friday. Yeah. I mean Sterling looks, Sterling does look very good, but we dealt with him well. He wasn't able to punish us. So yeah, very good job from the defense. Yep. Um and I suppose to the second half, that was Kind of it, really, wasn't it? There was, there wasn't. Um, there was the, there was the chance that um, Chelsea had where Joe Worrell puts a great block on a Raheem Sterling pass, and somehow it bobbles up even better than the pass would have been. And Nick Jackson puts it over the bar. Um, Elanga had a great effort where he's gone down the left wing. He's absolutely he's held the ball up and then gone back towards goal. He's destroyed Mudrick and hit the post. Um, it was great effort and determination he should have squared it in my opinion but you know naming lights kind of situation do, do not blame um, him at all do not blame him at all for not squaring that obviously 2-0 sort of seals it at that point but the fact he's got that drive and tenacity to go at them at, at that time of the game um get forced back to the corner and yet still somehow pull off what he did uh, and get a shot away and create a chance go for the shot mate like Absolutely no. naming lights. We all we all would have done it. No, we wouldn't, and that's why you never beat me at FIFA. Um <laughs> uh, you've had it on here at the end. Special mention to Yates and Worrell. Uh, I'm Ryan Yates, uh, I put this out on Twitter on on, on uh, Saturday evening. 
he has to play every game. I'm seeing all these mock lineups of um, what, what we'll do with all these new signings in the team, and I haven't seen any of them with Ryan Yates in it. Ryan Yates is the first name on that team sheet, and if anyone's listened to this podcast for a long time, knows that that is a huge statement considering where we were when we first started this podcast. Um, he, he He's getting better, and he's only 25, and the, the sky is the absolute limit for him if he keeps this up, because one thing that I didn't this is going to sound probably a bit harsh but the one thing I didn't think he had was kind of footballing intelligence but the way he robbed that ball off Kasaida the way way that he he puts the pressure on the other team and you know he he understands his limitations around actually playing football and moves the ball on he's he's just getting better and better yeah I absolutely love him Uh, we were we were referred to as Yaters back in the day Mm. Um, not the case anymore that's for sure um it is a shame to see these mock lineups with our new additions and nobody really, including Yates, don't understand it. Personally, yes, we've got some talent in, which we'll talk about in the next section regarding the transfer window. But at the moment, it is Yates's place to lose. Um, yep. No one else just Certainly. comes in and takes over him because of what a great job he's done so far this season. Um He's become a master of the dark arts. And in that, I mean, he's able to foul a player just enough that he doesn't get a yellow card. But then they either retaliate and get a yellow card themselves or they say to the ref, that was a yellow card, and then they get booked. So he's mastered that element of the game. Um, He's great at looking extremely innocent after, you know, pushing a man over or something like that. He's very good at it. And he's great at buying a foul, actually. Uh, his little mm. sort of forward dive that he does is is expert. So fant- another fantastic game from him. Um, he helps us win midfield. There's yep. another person incoming, which we'll talk about later, which will also help us uh, win midfield. And whilst there's other people in midfield that have been brought in that can help us, the combination of those two is getting me extremely excited. Yeah. Um, it changes the way we play, I think. But again, we'll get to that. Um, Warrell, you mentioned, you know, personal issues over the last week or two. Uh, special, very, very special from him to have all that going on um, and to put in that performance. Very, very special from the Forest fans to sing his name after the game, uh, yep. sort of proving how we feel about him and how we feel about our own. And very special from Steve Cooper to recognise his importance to the squad uh, and his strength and still wanting to play for us despite that. Um, It's a special player, special person to do that despite that. It's a special city in that the support are able to um, come together and support him like that. And we've got a very special manager that recognises both those elements and gets the best out of both of them, being the city and the player. So Yates and Worrell, absolutely superb. Uh, I think the whole team, to a man, was superb. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think a special mention to both those. And, you know, it got us a win, which is our second away win since we got promoted, which I knew we were bad on the road, but until I saw that stat, didn't think we were quite that bad. It's hard to remember. We only seemed to win one last season. So, yeah, huge, huge performance. Yeah, and if you add in, that, if, if, you know, if we can be... Um, Burnley after the international break and we're on nine points. We're, it's just it's just huge, isn't it? Absolutely huge. Well, we spoke last week in a podcast and said 
if we can hit six points after these first five games, that's a really good return because you're not expected to get anything from Arsenal, Manu or Chelsea away. However, yeah. we've hit that point tally early. I tweeted, did a little bit of research, and by research, I mean I Googled it. Um, last season, we hit six points after 11 games. Now, the fact we've hit six points after four with a very difficult fixture list is, a, is obviously yep. a huge improvement, and it looks like a huge improvement on paper, but when you take into account the improved performances against both Arsenal and Man U, um, the fact that we were frustrated we didn't come away with anything there, uh, we've got a goal difference of zero, whereas obviously Arsenal, yeah. we lost 5 nil away last season. Um, we'll talk about the people coming in. So our squad depth has got better, but there's a lot of reason to be positive right now. And I think if we get six points out of these five games, it's a brilliant return. If we get nine points out of these five games, then I hope you got your Thursdays free next next year. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the, the the kind of the the key factor for me from from this game, and it, it just it's not really about this game, but it it proves that the Arsenal and Man United performances weren't flukes. Yeah, we we are improved away. Um, we are you know going to be much harder to beat, and there's a clear clear path of progression there, and it's 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 wonderful to see, and I I just hope everybody recognizes it, and you know, and Steve Cooper gets the the praise he deserves. Yes, absolutely. Right. Here we Joshua, go. Joshua, on to the transfer window. Um, I think I think transfer deadline day, Nottingham Forest were clear winners. Transfer window as a whole, possibly possibly not. I, I think I'd probably have to edge it to West Ham. I think the business they did with getting rid of Declan Rice and the players they brought in to, to fill that void is probably the, the, the best work. Maybe Villa as well. Pau Torres, that kind of thing. Uh, that the, the is it? I can't remember his first, first name, but Diaby, he seems really good as well. Uh, but yeah, transfer deadline day. Um, the the big the big outgoing, the big story was Brennan Johnson leaving. Uh, personally, it's a it's a it's a sad moment that he's going, but the money we got and what it's allowed us to do, kind of assuages. I, I said to you, didn't I, JJ? Like if if we if you're going to sell. A, a, a top player, one of your top players, and he's a local lad and he's come through the team. You, you need to do a couple of things. One is you need to um, reinvest. Two is you need to have a replacement. And I can't remember what the third one was. It's terrible. <laughs> but basically, we did all, we ticked all the boxes. Ticked all three. Third one all- was a blank box, but we still ticked it. We ticked it. Anyway, we we got good money for him. Callum Hudson Odoi was announced before he even left as the replacement, and then we and then we re, uh, reinvested it. Yeah, it's gone. You know, it, it was you know Sangare. All the players we signed on deadline day, you know, the FFP was balanced by Johnson going. I think everybody did really really well, and it's it was nice to see that losing such a player, such a talisman, doesn't have to be the kind of the the devastation that it that it could have been. Yes, I I can still see why there is some Forest fans that are devastated. Mm. Uh, he's a very very special player. There will still be people out there that wish we didn't sell him or hope we didn't have to sell him. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. 
these days. Um, FFP means you have to do this in order to catch up with the big the big boys in the league, which I'm not sure if that's entirely the right thing. Uh, I guess in some ways it keeps them in check, but also the fact that lower teams have to sell to keep up with them is a bit yep. harsh. But alas, it's it's necessary. Um, I think Brennan deserves the move. He yep. was always going to leave. Um, yes, he could have been worth more in the future, but the team is stronger from, from him. Think, yeah. I think on, on the money bit, I think he's probably plateaued in valuation with us, if that makes sense. Like, there's only what what more can he do for us to make him worthwhile? Whereas to Spurs, he can go there, he can play European football, he can, yeah. you know, latter stages of cup competitions, higher up in the league, that kind of thing. Yeah, he can lose. He can lose a few cup finals and never win a trophy. Brilliant. <laughs> I say he's never going to win any, is he? So. <laughs> um, but it's the right time. It's the right time for him and the right club, I think, and. Big Ange seems like a really good manager and a good person, and I think he'll get the best out of Brennan. Previously, we've seen Spence go to Spurs, um, and we think, what on earth is he doing? He's wasting his career there, going to a manager like Conte, who's just not bothered about him and isn't going to play him. I don't think that's the same circumstance now for Johnson. I think he will get played. I think he'll have, he'll, you know, when you've got Madison supplying you the balls over the top and you're that quick and can get get on the end of them, I think they'll be really deadly and they've started the season well. So right move for him, the right price for him. Um, Very sad to see him go, but, you know, we're going to talk now about the deals that we had incoming on deadline day. And yeah. Okay. Now what it, what it allowed us to do was incredible. And let's move on to deadline day now and think, I don't know if I've had many better days as a forest fan, just sat at a TV watching it. It was incredible and a lot of it I didn't see coming yeah so we, we just to rattle through the names so we signed Nuno Tavares left back from Arsenal Nico Dominguez from Bologna centre midfield uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi from Chelsea winger uh, Odysseus Vlacodimos a goalkeeper from uh, Benfica Divock Origi on loan from AC Mills, obviously a striker uh, Omo oh Christ Omo Bamidele who is a centre-back from Norwich, a young Irish player, and uh, Sangare from PSV, who is a central-slash-defensive midfielder. Wow. Wow. Like, it, it's, it's, it's a huge day. Part of me is a bit annoyed that we didn't get this kind of work done prior to there already having been kind of three-slash-four games played. Um, and I know I always touch on it and say the transfer window should shut before oh, the end of the season. Not but, I'm not listening to this me again. again. <laughs> but yeah, it, 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 it's wonderful work. Um, it's a shame that they're all internationals and they're all going off for international duty so they can't blend together in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, it's 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 amazing work. I mean, looking at that list, um, Tavares, I'm interested to see if he can if he can fulfill his potential. Vlachodimos is going to be good um, competition for Turner, who I actually think had a great game against Chelsea. Uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi is going to be a shoe-in straight up. Uh, Divock Origi is a, bit, is a bit more of a kind of a normal striker role that we don't really have. Um, Sangare, to me, the, the only couple of times I've seen him play recently against uh, Rangers in the uh, Champions League, he looks like a young Patrick Vieira, that kind of player. Uh, which you get. Dominguez, I'm not going to lie, I've never seen him play. Same with Omar Bamadeli. Um, but yeah, it's it's a wonderful 
wonderful, wonderful, wonderful sign of intent from the owners, from the management, and from everyone involved. Yeah, I mean, you look at that list. It was a great day. Um, I, I went to sleep at 2 a.m., because uh, I was waiting for Forrest to announce the sort of last people left over because we got to deal sheet time. Um, and it was just exciting. Uh, Hudson-Odoi coming in was exciting enough. And there was a lot that came in following him. Um, the fact that we got Hudson-Odoi done for 3 million rising to five yep. is elite business. Um, I'm yep. not sure how that has come about, how Chelsea have let him go for so so little. Um, I obviously know that he's had a few years where his career's maybe stagnated, but he did well at Leverkusen. And if there's anybody that's going to get the better out of him, it's Steve Cooper. The people that are getting excited about Hudson Odoi coming in, uh, you don't get him about Steve Cooper, I don't think. And there's a lot of plays you don't get about Steve Cooper. So yep. remember that next time you see these Cooper out people, which there still are a few. Don't just don't understand. Anyway, that's not the point. Um, everyone else that came in alongside him, excited to see it adds extreme depth uh, and strength and depth. Which you say it's a shame that we, you know, didn't get it done sooner. I did think that when I saw the starting lineup against Chelsea. Yeah. However, we came away from that game with three points. We did the business. We did the so business. So it didn't harm us. Thankfully, definitely could have done. Um, yeah, as you say, um, there's. It's a shame they're they're away on international break because it is a good chance for them all to blend together. But it is what it is. But our squad yeah. now against Burnley is going to look wildly different to what it's looked like so far. And Steve Cooper was talking about an evolution of formation and style. And I think mm-hmm. there's been a lot of criticism of low block football and sitting back and defending and not taking the game to Sheffield United or Burnley at home, which I've been part of those criticisms that don't, didn't really understand it. I think the people that we've had come in, the personnel are, are strong and help us have uh, strength and depth. So therefore we're able to change a few things. And I think having Sangari in that midfield, if he plays as we've seen him play uh, for PSV is massive. There's a reason yep. he's courted by Bayern Munich and PSG and Liverpool. And the fact that Forrest has somehow pried him away from Champions League football uh, shows the pull that Premier League has. Forrest yep. really shouldn't be going in for someone like Ibrahim Singari, never mind getting him. It's incredible. Not after they just actually qualify for the Champions League as exactly. well. Exactly. It, it's incredible. Um, it's one that I never saw happening. I appreciated the ambition. I always thought, bloody hell, if we get him in, that's incredible but I didn't actually see it happening. So to get him over the line, obviously it was dependent on Brennan. Um, it helped soften the blow with Brennan going because you almost thought, fucking hell, that means we can go for Sangare. So go for it. You saw him. I saw him arrive at City Ground, get out of his car. And even then I thought, this ain't going to happen. So um, <laughs> it, it's just a, a massively impressive business. Um I think he's going to help us change shape. I think we're going to play more in the front foot. I think we might go back to four at the back and be less sort of cautious. Uh, Obviously, we'll see. Steve Cooper's got a a master plan, I'm sure. But the business is incredible. Um, And Jacob will rattle through the entire list of incomings in a minute. Yes. But what I want to say is 
last season when we talked about Steve Cooper being given a difficult task with all these people to bed in and gel together, there is still a lot. There is still a lot to do. So, uh, yeah, bear that in mind this season. Yes, I'm going to rattle through the names. I'm just going to just going to bring the list up online because I've noticed the list you sent me doesn't include one player already. So, players in, transfers in. Okay. Okay. Whilst you're doing that, I will say, just remember, patience. They will still take a long time to gel because there are still a lot of people. However, when we get them clicking, it's going to be big. Yep. Right, go on. You're done more. Right. So, uh, Chris Wood was confirmed, obviously, from, from Newcastle. So, I suppose that technically counts this season. But Ola Aina, Anthony Alanga, Matt Turner, Murillo, Nicholas Dominguez, Callum Hudson Odoi, Odysseus Vlacadimos, Ibrahima Sangare, and Andrew Omobamedeli. On loan, we got Gonzalo Montiel, Andre Santos, Nuno Tavares, and Divock Origi. Outgoings, we had Will Swan, Andre Ayu, Cafu, Jack Colbeck, uh, Jesse Lingard, Jordan Smith, Lyle Taylor, Riley Harbottle, Sam Surridge, Brian Ojeda, Steve Cook, Mohamed Draga, Tyrese Fornar. Shout out to him for scoring a known goal for Derby to lose at the weekend. Top lad. Um, Remo Froiler, Brennan Johnson. On loan, Dale Taylor, Finn Back, Aaron Donnelly, Josh Bowler, Richie Larea, Gustavo Scarpa, Heartbroken for JJ, uh, Omar Richards, Lewis O'Brien, Loic Mbasso, Jonathan Panzo, and Huang Yu Joe. Wow. Um, we've, done, we've, done, we've done some absolute business. Now, JJ, I'm going to ask you real, real quick. Go on. Give me, give me your rating for this window out of ten, and in three words, tell me, get summarize it. Uh, ten. Ten. Uh, can I have four words? You can have four words. Yeah. Uh, so it's a ten, and my summarize uh, summary is twenty. If Shelby went. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I'll take that. I, I will give it a nine. The reason it's not a 10 is because I'd like the business to be done earlier. I'm being picky. I just want to give a different answer. Uh, I'll use one. You can have one of my words. Uh, the, the words I'll use to describe it are bloody brilliant. Yeah. I don't think anything else needs to be said about that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know we, you asked for a quick summary, um, <laughs> but just think about last season. There was a yeah. lot of business. It felt, whilst it was essential in the end, it did feel quite manic, less structured, this season whilst we did get some of it done late it felt like the right people at the right time um yep. so very careful considered and well done business so kudos there's been a lot of criticism of ross wilson and maranakis jr uh i think hats off if they are the ones involved i know syrianis came in as a recruitment but hats off to everyone involved in it we had to be patient but fucking Pulled out of the bag 100%. Um, and also, they cooked, they? They cooked. They and also, we do tend to throw some criticisms towards the owner now and then, maybe not the owner, but the ownership team in general. Uh, can't fault them for the commitment and dedication they've shown to the team by investing the money again and pulling out these big names and allowing people like Sangari to come to the city ground. So, extremely excited to see where this sort of depth of our squad allows us to go and I, I, I Jacob if I had to ask you right now for a revised 
position which you think Forest will finish this season, what would you say? 11. 11. 11th. I, see, I'm going 10. Um, purely out of the people we've brought in and the fact that we look different already prior to the strength we've brought in. Yes, we might not get there. It's very wishful thinking, but I think it's an exciting time to be a Forest fan and there's very good reason to be positive right now. Yep, absolutely. So we move on to the Burnley game, which is just after the international break. JJ, give me your predicted score. I think Forest... Home against Burnley. Forest is going to win 3-0. We're going to be on the front four. I think Cooper's going to take a lot of... Um, he's going to use the Burnley game in the cup as a bit of a pep talk to say we got a, a kick in for this. We were shit. We've now got these great players and we've changed shape. Let's go at them. This is our home. We can go at people now. Uh, and I think we'll go for it. And I think we'll score, which we've done very well this season. We've actually scored in every game. So uh, yeah, 3-0 to Forest. I'm going to go slightly more cautious. I, I do think despite the games they've played already, I think Burnley are a, are a pretty good team. I think they're suffering maybe from trying to overachieve. Um, I think it'll be a tough game. I think it'll be similar to the, to the Blades game at home. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 3-2 to Forest. 3-2. Um, Great I think game. We'll, I think we'll start to do that. The, the evolution of the formation and the players coming in. So, yeah, I think I think if this game was being played after Christmas, I think with, with the players all blended in, I think we could. We, I would stick with you and go 3-0. But no, I think I think 3-2. Yeah, exciting times regardless. It's just a shame there's an international break now to wait until that. It sort of ruins it a little bit, but excited to see it. Right. Well, if you're listening for the first time ever, thank you very much for finding us. We really appreciate it. And if you've come back again and again and again and again and again, we love you. You it's you it's.